deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play it, just play it. Three sports, one league. Welcome to a pod. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome! Episode 9 of Tough Pod A. Tom Brady does it again edition of Tough Pod this week. We are once again the full Megazord. We are a four-man pod. Ange has rejoined us. I'm back. So, as always, we are joined by the Tough League founding fathers, by my brother of blood, Niz. How's your week, man? How you doing? Can I be the Green Ranger? No, I'm the Green Ranger. I call dibs in my head. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the White Ranger. I'm both. Uh, The same guy. Same guy. (laughs) Good. All right. Anyway, uh, (laughs) good. Uh, The football weekend was uh, not as as successful as I would have liked it. Um, Not in Poundtown this week. Uh, That hurts. Uh, Still no discovery of who Victoria is, but, uh, you know, no one came clean. Hopefully she'll send us another message one of these days, but as of right now, we're just uh, still in the dark. But other than that, life is pretty good. Yes. How you doing, man? You know, it's a, it's a historical day in America today. The daughter of Oakland is the first African-American oh, vice president did. in the United States. Uh, I'm doing well. That's, 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 you know, it's a great day. Here, here. As well as the first woman, the first Southeast Asian person he broke a lot of barriers today. Shouts out to Kamala. Ange, you're back with us after a week hiatus. Yep. How are you? Well, for those listeners uh, tuning in, this isn't Barry White uh, on the mic. This is actually still Ange. I uh, just got a new microphone that I finally got for Christmas and busted out. Wanted to do it last week, but uh, because uh, scheduling issues, kind of uh, had to save the debut for today. But I'm doing good. Uh, today was the first uh, like big ultrasound for the new baby. So we got some nice uh, new images of said child. Uh, we are going to find out in about like a week or so what the, what the sex is. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, no, no big gender reveal, just uh, more low key this time. Now that's the second kid, but uh, super exciting. Everything uh, is checking out so far. Uh, bone structure and all that stuff is good. So uh, it, was, it was a good day. Can't wait to hear about the gender. The scheduling uh, issues, as much as you guys may not believe this, this is not our full-time gigs. We are not making millions. Not yet. Doing top lead podcasts. <laughs> End of month. So we cannot <laughs> prioritize this as much as we want to. Life does get in the way, but we're here. We're all together. We had the divisional round last week. I don't know how much Nate and Ange want to talk about it, but let's go through the picks really quick and see what everyone has to say about it. Nate started us off with Packers team total under 27, and it looks like the real matchup-proof team in the playoffs this year is the Green Bay Packers as they took down the Los Angeles Rams 32-18, to even though the Rams kind of had a chance there at the end. They were down seven points with seven or eight minutes to go but couldn't get it done. Punted, gave up points to the Packers, and that was the end of it. Niz, you did have under 28-and-a-half on the uh, first half spread for Chiefs and Browns. That did hit pretty nicely, thanks to uh, not many touchdowns being scored and a lot of field goals. You had, as your pound town lock of the week, to get back to your girl after she sends out the very lusty email to the group, Saints, little win, meaning the Saints had to win by anything from 1 to 13. 
But unfortunately, the Saints did not win. They lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30-20, to 20, a one-and-two week, bringing your sultry overall record to 16-8. and eight. A one-and-two brings you to 16-8. and eight. You can't be too upset with that. Jez, you had Aaron Jones over three-and-a-half receptions. Unfortunately, it was an Aaron Jones on the ground week because the Packers had to lead the entire time. Only one catch for 14 yards, but you redeem yourselves with a Chiefs team total under 34 and a half. Patrick Mahomes leaves with a concussion. Chad Henney comes in, throws some interceptions, almost blows the game. KC wins 22 to 17, not even sniffing that team total. And of course, the pound town lock of the week bringing you to Victoria. She asks for more dudes and you get one. <laughs> Devin Singletary under 42 and a half rushing yards. He only got the ball seven times and only rushed for 25 yards. And the only reason is a little bit nerve wracking because the bills had a pretty handily lead in the fourth quarter and rushed the ball a little bit. But before that, I think he touched the ball like three times, something ridiculous like that. That's a two and one week that brings your overall 11, 12 and one and Ravens plus two and a half. They did not show up for all the shit talking. I did about the bills. They played some defense this week, or we just got playoff Lamar Jackson. Is this going to be a thing moving forward? We'll have to find out in the future. Rams plus seven, unfortunately. Had a chance there at the end, like I mentioned, but did not get it done. Packers 32, Rams 18. And then you had the big over 57 on Browns and Chiefs. And like we said, if Chad Henney's getting in the game, the over is in danger. And that's what happened. 22 to 17 KC, not really getting close to that total. An unfortunate week for Ange, but we have three more picks this week coming up to really redeem yourself there and to myself Nick Chubb over 67 and a half rushing yards at the time of making your bet being very important on the Nick Chubb rushing prop when I called it on the pod 67 and a half it hit over but if you bet at the day of the game or a couple days prior you either got 69 and a half or 70 and unfortunately he only got the ball 13 times because Stefanski is a donkey and only rushed for 69 yards and actually took a negative one yard uh, rushing loss towards the end of the game that actually did not hit that 69 and a half over. He stuck, ended with 69, not nice. And then we had so the nice. Bucks money line. We had the Bucks money line, baby. Bucks win 30 to 20. Not much, so much on Tom Brady's 199 passing yards, but on the backs of the defense, turning Drew Brees over. Bills and Ravens was my pound town lock, and that game was absolute poopy. The weather was a factor. Plain and simple, a little chilly, pretty windy. Uh, we got playoff Lamar Jackson, and uh, it just didn't happen. 17-3, to 3, didn't even get close to that total. I don't even think they got to the first half total for the whole game. Two and one week for myself. 11, we're at 500, boys. 11 and 11 and two. We're at four and eight. We're up Impressive. to 11 and 11. <laughs> we're getting back there. Boys, thoughts on your weeks, thoughts on the divisional round in general. How brutal was the Nick Chubb beat? Nate, I know you were really reeling about it. Well, uh, yeah, I cashed it in the group chat. Uh, he got that 70th yard, and I said, okay, cash that bet. And then, of course, he gets one more touch for the rest of the game. It was like late third quarter on that. And then he gets one more touch, goes for negative one yard, and then it goes from a cash to I'm losing at 69 and a half. Bucky, oh, it's one of those moments where just betting makes you just want to die a little bit because it was so <laughs> terrible. It was there, and then I lost it. Um, I agree with you. Stefanski is a donkey. I think Rick Rick Chubb, <laughs> Rick, Rick Chubb <laughs> running back Rick Chubb. Uh, <laughs> I, think, 
I think Nick Chubb could have had the touch the ball 20, 25 times. Clearly don't throw it to him. His hands were stone, like put, put Freeman. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good look for him, but um, you know, 13 for 69. I'm not a mathematician, but that's pretty good yards per carry. So get him out there, pound the rock a little bit. Every time they did right out of the half, like he got like a 21 yard carry and then a 17 yard carry. And then yeah. they stopped giving it to him. It was like, what, what is your fucking problem here? He got so, half his prop in two runs. And then they just, he did. Giving, they, they'd rushed the ball 19 times and they weren't even like really down that much. No, they just like, we should have known Kevin Stefanski coming from the Minnesota Vikings tree of coaching that there is poopy involved in there. And he brought the poopy to the Browns. And we should have known those two things coming together is just not a recipe for success. What were we thinking? It was unreal coming out of the out of halftime because literally the sideline reporter, whoever it was, hopefully wasn't drunk him all over that, that game. But um, whoever it was, was saying, yeah, they want to come in. They want to establish the run. And they literally came out and threw the ball three times with Baker Mayfield. It's like, dude, what are you doing? And then the next drive, they gave it to Chubb and he broke one for 20. And then he broke one for 16. It's like, how, how does it take you this long to figure out that you have the best offensive line in the game? And the Chiefs aren't that great against the run. Just fucking run the ball, control the clock, win the game. But no, here we are. Chiefs are in the AFC Championship again. Can we mention the assumption of rational coaching, it being a dangerous game? And look at us not yeah. cashing our Nick Chubb prop bets. And look at us being being donkeys ourselves, not betting the over as much at the time of calling the bet on the pod like we should have when we, we don't win because of it. That's what we get. We talk about getting bets as early as possible, and we didn't do it. It hurt. It hurt a lot. You yeah. Think about that That Bill's Ravens guard. What are you going to say, Ange? Oh, I was going to say, uh, I'm surprised no one uh, brought it up. There was an imposter on the on the episode last week. Uh, that phone call sounded eerily similar <laughs> to Jesse when he called in a few weeks prior. So I think nobody raised the red flag saying, is this actually Ange on the phone? Because it sounds like Jesse when he called in. And, and yeah. I actually, I gave the guys the option. So Jesse called in and sabotaged my picks. Actually gave the opposite, and I had the Bills minus two and a half, I had Packers minus seven, I had the Browns and Chiefs under, and he flips it on me, calls in, and gives bogus picks, and I go zero and three. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. I have a tour. I know it's uh, I know it's difficult when you hear yourself um, like on the podcast, and you know you're calling from a cell phone. Now you have this great new microphone, so that's probably what you're experiencing was just the difference. Different uh, sound. Uh, you weren't quite uh, that very white that we had. I must have blacked um, out on that phone call. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, was, yeah. It was. It was a little. Our connection was a little bit scratchy, but um, yeah, I'm, it was you. I, I was there. I was. <laughs> I was a part of the phone call. So, I unfortunately, didn't get to watch that Bills Ravens game super closely. I was at a dinner party uh, with two other people, so not really a party. Just four of us. But was it? Was it the weather? And Justin Tucker missed two kicks, and that doesn't even happen in real life. So it was yeah. windy. That was, but so that doesn't hurt Lamar Jackson's rushing ability or Josh Allen's rushing ability. Most did the, the, the snow stick. Can you tell me that? It did not. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> the weatherman Logue. chiming in. <laughs> yeah. Weatherman Logue was correct on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was but my it was wife's chilly. birthday. This it was my wife's birthday this past uh, Friday. So this weekend we had a dinner at uh saturday night we're at her mom's house and then uh, sunday night we did at my dad's house so luckily um i was pulled away from tvs uh so i didn't see any of my picks go up in flames so that was actually a, a benefit for me this weekend nate i have a question for you hit me why'd you pick the saints 
I thought their defense <laughs> was legit. I thought that the defense – legitimately my, my thought for that game was that the Saints were going to be okay on offense – um, and they were just going to dominate on defense. I thought it was going to be like a low-scoring 27 to 14 kind of game, and it just wasn't. It was a little bit more more to it than that. Um, and I mean, I hate just to badmouth the guy because he's on his way out, but Drew Brees really showed that like it's time. Like he needs yeah, to walk away. Burns. He made some yeah. that that throw, the interception where uh, Camaro was running up the up the middle. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really paying attention, and Drew threw it anyways. Like that was bad, and that was like when they really needed to go down and drive. Like he just he just doesn't have mm-hmm. it anymore. Like great career, awesome quarterback, but shouldn't have put my money on him for for last week. It was it was a tough one. It was all a bronc. It was a it was a Buccaneers defense game. It was what it, like Brady. I mean. Brady had a better game if Godwin hangs onto that ball. Like he caught that ball, but in the yeah. NFL, it's not a catch. Jeez. Right. Right. Like that was, he caught it and it just couldn't complete the catch or whatever. But it was the defense, that same guy, I forget, uh, Devin White. Is that his name? I don't know if that's his first name. 45 had the two interceptions or the interception and the fumble recovery. Uh, uh, just a defense White, game for the Bucks. Walt, Walter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Walter White. <laughs> he uh, took some meth and then he went and scored a. Uh, had a couple turnovers in the Bucks game, but a big defensive game. Tom Brady didn't really have to be at his best, which it didn't really seem like he, he super was. And you know what? I think I'm still riding the Bucks. Oh. I have my money on. I don't know, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Let's move on. You guys, you guys, most you want to talk about uh, Bill's Ravens at all? You had that Singletary locked in and it went exactly like you thought. Well, yeah. Um, Nate said, well, Victoria emailed us and said, Nate's getting a little handsy. Um, Victoria is getting a little handsy. Always wants to give me, give me a massage. It's okay. Sunny. I can't oh. complain. It's kind of great. But yeah, I'm in pound town and I, I plan to stay here. I don't remember Nate ever bringing up him getting a massage. So yikes. I mean, I don't no. want to read between the lines here, but I'm kind of reading between the lines. You don't need to, you don't need to know everything that happens between me and Victoria <laughs> in pound town. All right, buddy, don't worry. Does it a snow stick in Pound Town? No, it's beautiful. It's a good snow. doesn't exist out there. No. There's no snow. Sis gave me shit for uh, Bill. Sis gave me shit for Bill's defense. And you know what? They're still bad. I don't care what happened. <laughs> They're still not good. Um, any final thoughts on the divisional round? Or you guys want to get on to the conference championship? I say we jump into it. Let's jump into it. So that is going to be Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. And then we have the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes question mark against the aforementioned Buffalo Bills. Nate, what is your first pick? Are you getting creative on us again? Are we going to get a little win, a big win? What do you think, man? So it's kind of awkward that you're starting with me um, because I'm not choosing a football game as my pick this week. What? Uh, yeah, I'm getting a little fresh with it. <laughs> I figured with uh, with all of us picking between these two games that there was going to be some overlap. So I got a little uh, I got a little wild with it, and I'm going to look at the USC match that's happening on Saturday evening between Mr. Connor McGregor oh, and wow. Dustin Poirier, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, wow. uh, it is a second match between these two. Uh, Notorious knocked him out early in round one in their first match, but it was six years ago. And uh, there's actually quite a bit of respect between these two fighters based on the uh, the reading that I did today. I'm not a big UFC guy, but uh, 
it sounds like Poirier has really like upped his game and has kind of been like nose to the grindstone since his last uh, defeat or last bout with McGregor. So um, I saw a line on the site for over two and a half rounds for this. And I'm going to go with that. I don't think this is going to be an early knockout fight. I think it's going to be a couple tough guys going at it, um, kind of feeling each other out. And uh, I don't think that that McGregor is going to get that easy left hook like like he did last time. So um, I think it's like plus 140 for over two and a half rounds. So give me that. I don't know who's going to win, but I think they're going to go for a little while. I didn't wow. know that was even allowed to not even. Pick we make football. the fucking rules, baby. Jazz, we make the fucking rules. Jazz, you're the resident UFC expert of the group. How do you feel about that? I like, I like the pick. I think it'll go over two and a half. I think they're both going to start out very slow to work on their conditioning because they are two older men in the UFC world. Um, I think I'm a little afraid that McGregor will knock him out early or Poirier could even submit him early. Um, but I like that pick. Yeah, that was spicy. That was, that was, that was pretty spicy. Maybe, maybe I'm not done yet. Oh boy. Nine and a, nine and a half on the five uh, pepper scale this time. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your pick, man? So I'm going um, the second time ever on the pod right behind Nate. I'm going a money line parlay as my first pick. And it's two easy ones. I'm predicting the Super Bowl here. Chiefs Packers money line parlay this weekend. Um, easy money. As long as Mahomes plays. I don't like it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Moneyline parlay took two games, picked both winners. Simple as that. Just pick the guys who wins. It's that easy. Um, the odds are plus 159 when you parlay the oh, two. Fucking love that pick. Oh. <laughs> and where are you going? The flirt fest over here. Um, okay. So um, I did a little uh, back. I, I wasn't sure how to look up how often a team covers a first half spread. So I just did it on my own. And I went back the last eight games for the Packers. And they are seven and one covering the first half spread in the last eight. Um, so they start hot. Um, and I think they're going to start hot, um, at least be up a field goal. The line is two and a half uh, at halftime. So I got Packers minus two and a half um, in the first half um, against the Bucks. I think it's going to take some time for the Bucks to adapt to the conditions. Packers are used to it. Um, so I, I think uh, I think minus two and a half is some pretty easy money to start uh, that game. Packers that minus two and a half first half. Hey, you know, I don't mind the first half Packers pick. I'm all, I'm thinking about the game personally. I'm not going there quite yet. I'm going to go into the player prop world on this one. And I am, I'm thinking that game and you no, know, no, I'm switching it up. I'm not thinking that game. I'm going to go to the, to the bills and chiefs game. We're making the assumption that Patrick Mahomes is playing this week. And I think this game, like it should have been last week should be an absolute shootout between two quarterbacks who are going to be tearing this league up for many years to come. And I'm going with, a Tyreek Hill receiving prop over 77 and a half. Not really worried about Tredavious White. Tyreek Hill is one of the more impossible guys to cover in this league. Great route runner, great speed. Patrick Mahomes loves to throw that dude the ball. And I think 77 and a half is going to be an easy, easy catch. Now, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, not an easy catch. And there is <laughs> still catch. the... There's still the, the worry that they might rely a little bit more on the running game to protect Patrick Mahomes. But I think if he's playing, he's playing his normal allotted amount of snaps, his normal number of throws, and it's going Patrick Mahomes over 77 and a half receiving yards. 
Patrick Mahomes over 77 and a half. Interesting. That would wow. be Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes over 77 and a half receiving yards plus 10,000. And if it, anytime someone offers you 10,000 to one odds, you take it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Nate, pick number two. Uh, first, just a quick Tyreek Hill ant- anecdote. Uh, I had the, the pregame on um, this weekend, obviously, and my wife, Jess, was in the kitchen. That sounds sexist, but she was. Our, it's right by our, our new TV. Um, and so she walked by, and it showed Tyreek Hill doing like his little warm-up jog um, pregame, and she just stopped and said, holy shit, that guy's legs. And it's just like he does. He looks like an ox, like – it's no wonder he's the fastest dude in the league. He just looks like he has tree trunks for legs. It's incredible. Um, here's, so here's, a, did, here's a question before you get to your next pick. Speaking of Patrick yeah. Mahomes and his speed, how many yards of advantage do you need to beat Patrick Mahomes in a foot race? Are you talking about Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Ty- Hill in a foot Man, race. This guy loves Patrick out on, the, out on the edge. I'm just thinking about yeah. Patrick Mahomes constantly. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't have much burst right now, so I, I'm going to need to like 50 to 60 yard head start, I think, and then it's still going to be close. Like, I, I'm not confident in my burst at this moment in time. I'm not even well, confident. My, my, my question is, yards. <laughs> my question is, was your wife really looking at Tyreek's legs? Uh, do you think she just caught herself mid sense and went, "Look at his, look how big his eyes are." It, that's entirely possible. <laughs> I was, I was probably wearing like a, a shitty shirt and maybe like baggy sweatpants, and I was not looking good. But Tyreek was looking good. <laughs> is what All it right, is. Nate, give us that second pick, man. Okay, again, um, I, I got weird with it this week. I didn't want to just go football, football, football. So I don't know how many of you are planning on getting some action on the American Express Championship this weekend, <laughs> but that's where the PGA. You make that board. up. I'm dead serious. This is, I actually did this research today. Um, how many Abraham Answer fans do we have out there? Anybody? Oh, I like him. Bebo. I watched a lot of his videos after uh, after the last uh, major. Or whatever, he played pretty well. Yeah, the Masters, well, I think it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you tell you right now that um, he finished as the runner up last season in this event, um, and they actually play the event on two different um, courses. And uh, usually they do two and two on each course. And I guess for whatever reason, they're playing three times on the stadium course. And he shot 66 and 63 um, on the weekend there last, uh, last season. So I found, uh, I believe it was plus 160 for Abraham Answer to finish in the top 20 at the American Express Championship. Okay. <laughs> so pretty standard bet um right now the only place i could find it was was the dk sports book so maybe some of the other books might not have it um but if you can get him top 10 top 20 for a decent price i think he has a potential he missed the cut last week but i guess he was just putting like shit and that's not normally his uh his game and he's a pretty decent ball striker so big old abe answer is finishing top 20 you can take it to the bank He's a young dude too, right? Like he's in his like early twenties. I believe so. Yeah. He's a young up and comer. So, so if anybody does follow that bet or puts any bet on (laughs) the American express championship, please screenshot it and send it to us. God, I need to see who else is betting on this and I'll make Nate take a screenshot of his and we'll post it on the Twitter just so you guys get proof that he actually did bet this. Yes. Yeah. I'll say, then we'll send you the, the, the hotline number for gamblers anonymous. Uh, if you're laying in answer bets based on some guy on a podcast telling you to. 
on a podcast just, with like 20 listeners. <laughs> I just imagine some dude laying like 10K or something like that. And we all just, uh. uh he, he, like he, I, I, he impressed me in the Masters. Like he, he finished in double digits um, under par too, I think. And he was kind of up in the leaderboards in the top five for a good while until DJ like really ran away with it. But well, they, yeah. they don't um, call him Abe the assassin answer for nothing. I mean, that's I, don't, true. I, have, I don't know if they call him that, but it'd be cool if they did. Well, they do now. The answer. Ooh, the answer. Oh, that's part, that might be better. Uh, yeah. Part two. <laughs> right. Enough of this nonsense, Jez. What's your second pick? Well, I'm not. I'm not being like Niz and getting a little too cute here. Uh, I'm sticking with football. All three of my picks are football, and this one, I think it's man. Maybe, maybe I'm. I'm just not sharp. But Bills over 26 and a half total points. That seems like a no-brainer. This game is going to be an absolute shootout for the Bills to win. They're going to have to score points. Um, I, I, there's nothing else to say. As long as Mahomes plays, I think it's going to be – both teams are going to be in the 30s, like 33 to 30 type game. Yeah, I don't know Over. how you bet the under in this game. I, would, I, can't, I still can't believe the Bills are even scored 20 points. Like, I'm still shook by that. Yeah. That was ridiculous. So you said over 54. Over Bills, 26. over and a half total points. Oh, 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 team total, team total. My bad. And what's your second pick? Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm kind of um, on the Bills uh, train. I think there might be something magical going on with them. Um, regardless of the um, Mahomes being a question mark or not, um, the ATS numbers on both teams, uh, the Bills are like are on fire for covering the spread. The Chiefs are on like ice cold for not covering the spread. Um, and I think, especially with Mahomes being a question mark, I think there's a good value on the Bills plus three. Um, if the Bills didn't give that Hail Mary to the Cardinals, they'd be on a 12-game win streak right now. So, I mean, the spread is saying that um, Vegas thinks these teams are even uh, with, with it being three points at home. Uh, but I think just the Bills might just be the better team here. So, um, I'm going I'm going Bills plus three um, as my second pick. It is just absolutely fist bump in the air right now. <laughs> Finally got some Bills love on the podcast and wasn't getting shit talked or anything like that. That's Bills plus three from Ange himself to bring the Bills to their first Super Bowl since fucking 97 or something. Oh, something man. crazy like that. Jim Kelly years. Maybe early. Yeah. Uh, 94, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah maybe even earlier. Earlier, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going over on the Tampa Bay Green Bay game. We almost got to 51. We got to 50 with New Orleans playing defense on one end, and Drew Brees turned the ball over like a madman. And New Orleans was definitely could potentially have been the best or the second best defense in the entire playoff pool. And the green Bay does not play defense the way that new Orleans does. I feel like Tom Brady was a couple throws away from having a really great game. And I don't think he's going to miss those throws. And Chris Godwin's not going to drop passes like he did in the last game against new Orleans. So I think this one's going to be a shootout. I think a lower scoring game actually does benefit the, the Buccaneers a little bit. Cause that means they're stopping Aaron Rodgers. And if they're not stopping Aaron Rodgers, they have to keep up. And I'm not sure how well Tom Brady can do that, but I am on the Bucks bandwagon. I'm on the Tom Brady for one last Super Bowl run bandwagon. So give me the Bucks and the Packers over 51 and just one of the better NFC championship games we'll ever watch. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady over 51. I strongly consider that as one of my picks. Um, I think like the Packers have covered or have gone over in the last six uh, playoff games the Packers have been a part of. 
and that was, and then I looked back at like that person that they had, and uh, Aaron Rodgers had that dud of a game. I think combined mm-hmm. him and Tom Brady had like 326 yards passing Ooh. in the game, and they still and they still scored 48 <laughs> points in that game. So oh, I think wow. if anyone has like a decent game, then then yeah, I think the I think the over is going to be easy. I mean, yeah, the cold weather doesn't slow down Aaron Rodgers. He puts up numbers mm-hmm. in the cold and the snow. Yeah, it doesn't face him one bit. For the third week in a row, Logan, did you look up the weather before making this pick? <laughs> oh, boy, you know I didn't. <laughs> I did. I looked it up. It's, it, there might be some, like, snow shower. It's like a 30%, I think, like, game time, 30% chance of, like, snow showers. So it's going to be, like, high 20s. It's not going to be, like, that big of a factor. It's going to be cold, but it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be much of a it's factor. like 60% chance of a meteor actually hitting Lambeau Field. <laughs> like, it's, give me the over. <laughs> and Guska event happens in Lambeau. If there's any other quarterback in the league that can handle the cold more than Aaron Rodgers, it's Tom Brady. Played New England for 20 years. Like, yeah. he's played in snow games his entire life. I don't think it's going to be a factor. Unless it, like, really snows and they literally cannot pass the ball, then I don't see it really being a factor. So, that brings us to the poundtown.com flight scheduler. We're all looking for times to get us there. We're all looking for a game to get us there. Jez is there by himself. Not bored, doesn't want to see our faces there. But Niz, what's going to get you back there? I know you miss it. All right. Are you ready to brawl, Logue? Me and you, bud. It's head Let's to head. Do it. Rematch. Let's do it. McGregor Poirier. Re- rematch. My problem with your overpick is that Green Bay might get off to such a hot start that it's just kind of one of those junky games where Tom Brady mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, starts mm-hmm. throwing interceptions. I mean, I guess the Packers might be able to get to 56 on their own, but uh, I just don't see this being much of a game. Um, The Packers are just on another level right now. Um, I know that they lost to this team in week six, and it wasn't pretty. Um, But I also know that it was Devontae Adams' first game back after an ankle sprain. He wasn't himself. And this team is just on another level. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP Devonte Adams is probably the best wide receiver in the league. Um, and there's nobody on the side of Tampa Bay, their defense that scares me. I'm sorry, Walter White. I don't care how much meth you smoke. <laughs> you're not going to shut down Devonte Adams. It's going to be a huge game for him. What let's just say 150, two tugs. Um, if you're looking for a spicy bet, that's not an official bet. Devonte Adams first touchdown has got to, I think actually thought about like, making that pick. <laughs> I think it's hit like five or six times. A couple times I've gotten cute with like Packers first touchdown, Aaron Jones or like Robert Tunyon, Tunyon. or something like that. And it's always fucking Devonte Adams. So anytime they get early into the red zone, you're going to find a way to give it to Devonte, and they always do. And he always comes down with it. Um, all that to say, give me green Bay minus three minus three and a half. I'll take it up to minus six and a half. Honestly, I think Woo-hoo! they're going to win. I said it. I said it. I know I we're about it. to make a, we're about to make a bet here pretty soon. I'm going to say it's something 38, 24 Packers rolling into the Super Bowl. Lambeau. Let's go. Yes, sir. Over. Wow. Sweet. Yeah. That's an over bet right there. I like it. Ooh, you're feeling <laughs> confident about your Packers. Aren't you? I am so confident that Aaron Rodgers is just going to make a mockery of, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It, it's going to be, it's going to be over in at, at halftime. The two and a half is going to hit for Ange. Yeah. Let's it's go. going to be 27, 10 at half. 
And Dude, it just, put your nuts on the table and bet Packers big win then. Let's see it. Oh. Oh. Come on, baby. I want another yeah. I want another big win, little win mojo to yeah, go little, my way. Alternate line. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> While you do that, Jez, where are you going? I know you're you're really on the Packer bandwagon as well. Where are you going, man? No, actually, I'm not picking the Packers here. Um, I'm going back to the Bills game and I'm going Bill, I'm going Josh Allen over 305 and a half passing yards. And like I said earlier, for the Bills to win, they're gonna have to score points, they're gonna have to pass the ball. And if Sean McDermott gives the ball to Devin Singletary more than 10 times, I'm going to shit a brick. They need to pass the ball. They need to keep up with Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Uh, uh, Josh Allen could go for 400 yards this game. Poundtown lock, Victoria, I'm coming back. Dude, this, this are gonna, these games this weekend are going to be fucking awesome, dude. It's just going to be this like the ball slinging everywhere. No one wants to really run the ball. They're just going to sling that bitch all over the damn place, and it's going to be like a 100 point uh, – 200 points of scoring this weekend, and I can't fucking wait. Ange, what's getting you back to pound town, baby? All right, yeah, we're all hyped right now. All the points, all the scoring. I'm actually going with an under on a player prop, and I'm looking at uh, Aaron Jones's rushing yards. Nice. Uh, the Bucks lead the league in all like rush defense categories, like yards per attempt, touchdowns allowed, total yards allowed. Um, and I'm uh, looking back at Aaron Jones's like uh, uh, game logs. He has like uh, like on his games where he has like a decent amount of rush yards. He has like one long run that he busts like a 60 yard run a 50 yard run something like that so as long as the bucks can avoid just giving up one home run i don't see him getting into to 60 yards uh, i mean they have the other backups they have jamal williams they have aj Dillon, who was banged up a little bit but i think i read that he was back in practice today um i think in the game yeah in the game on saturday or sunday whenever the game was the packers played last weekend um if you take away the 60 yard run that aaron aaron jones had he had 13 carries for 39 yards um, Jamal Williams, uh, he had 5.4 yards per carry, and Dylan was 4.5 yards per carry. So they were being a little more effective with the ball than D- um, Jones was. Um, and with that committee, uh, with the Bucks' uh, stout run defense, I think it, it just spells an under 59. Uh, 59 and a half seems high to me for some reason. I think I thought it would be more like maybe like 47 and a half or something along those lines. Um, so I think under 59 and a half is is easy money. So I'm gonna take that um, and use that as my ticket to, to hop on the train and get back to get back to Vicky. I thought about making that bet too. The Bucks like have like the best run defense in the league. Like, yeah, straight up. Yeah, but again, you have to force Aaron Rodgers to pass the ball. It's not good for the Bucks probably. <laughs> and just like they play Jamal Williams way too much, dude. Aaron Jones is by far the best back. Yeah, Matt Lafleur's like weird relationship with Aaron Jones is is very strange. Like there was one game where he was kind of like mildly injured, and he played like two snaps in the first half, and then he like Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon were out there and then he put Aaron Jones back in the second half. Like he just doesn't want to play him like a full running back and he's clearly the best of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. His talent definitely is up there, but yeah, he's just not getting, not getting the, the, the run that he he used to get or he should get. Yeah. No, I totally. And then just like they, like Aaron Jones scored a million touchdowns last season and you're, you have five inside the five packages for Jamal Williams at the goal line when you have Aaron Jones as your fucking running what like I just it just makes no sense Matt LaFleur could be in donkey territory I don't know I'm not going to give it to him yet but god his use of the running backs is not my favorite you guys can probably guess where I'm going with my pound town lock of the week mm-hmm. I was going to save it as one of my normal say picks it. no say it. <laughs> give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line 
They are going to win this game against the Packers. I don't care if the Packers are the better team, potentially overall. This is a Tom Brady destiny to get to one more Super Bowl. This is happening. It doesn't, the Buccaneers defense, like I said last week, is coming back around from their early season form. They're getting V to V back this week, which is going to help them even more. They're, like I said, their run defense is basically unbeatable right now. And they're going to know uh, Devontae Adams is going to have to throw the ball. Or Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones. <laughs> oh my God. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and I almost said Patrick Mahomes at first, too. Aaron Rodgers has to throw the ball. And if they know that's happening, they're going to be able to make some plays. I know Aaron Rodgers is all but matchup proof right now and he's hard to beat. But I am absolutely 100% on the Bucks money line. They've made me so much money this year and it's not stopping this week. Give me the Bucks money line. Tom Brady won last Super Bowl. Tom Brady is not going into Lambeau and beating the Packers. I'll tell you that right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that Tom Brady guy has no success in the playoffs. Well, who would expect him to go and get a result? <laughs> oh, okay. Who? What kind of like team of destiny or whatever you called it, like storyline, is him going to win his seventh Super Bowl? Like, <laughs> who cares? You won six. Give give it up. Like, let some other people play, man. Like, I'm sorry. I just to me. The Bucks this this season are the team that went out and and paid for everybody and everybody followed Tom and they got Antonio Brown. They had Godwin and Evans there, but like it just feels like a team that got bought and paid for. And I'm just not about it. Give me the home home field of Green Bay, you know, the the owned by the city of of Green Bay, like Aaron Rodgers back to the Super Bowl, the MVP. That's a story right there. Come on. On. They can bring back Vince Lombardi himself to coach this game. I don't care what happens. It is going to be Tampa Bay. It's going to be a vintage Brady game. I'm not even a Brady fan. I just think the Bucks are a legitimately good team. They have players on the team that I really like. I don't, and I just, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan all that much. I know my mom's a Packer fan, but shout out, Michelle. I just, I, I got to stay on brand here, guys. I've been on Tampa Bay all season. I can't just duck away now and get away from it. I got to keep, I got to take that smoke. In all honestly, the Tom Brady looked unimpressive last week. Saints defense is good. Packers defense might not be as good, but, but the Packer, I don't know. You're right. Go ahead. I got nothing to go. Keep going. I just wanted to spice it up a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say the Packers Packers defense is no worse. They can pull a little bit of run defense. Aaron Rodgers won't turn over the ball. Jair Alexander is could potentially like lock down like like Mike Evans, but that still leaves you Chris Godwin. It leaves you Antonio Brown. It leaves you Cameron Braid, who catches a ton of passes. All of a sudden, Gronk's completely washed up and can't really do much anymore. He probably has a concussion right now. I just, I just, I, like I said, this has been a gut the entire time. I think, I think the Bucks are doing something. I just really, I just think it. All right, why, give me why a don't number. You like Aaron Rodgers. He's a dick. This is a uh, personal vendetta against him. <laughs> I, I won't disagree with you there. I think I think he kind of comes off like a pompous ass most of the time, but I think he's the best quarterback this season. So, you know, give me he's a number. The best quarterback because he fucking forced it on everybody. That's like true. he just autobot at every single run all season. He's like, I want to be MVP. Like I'm just gonna force every ball to Devonte Adams, which isn't a bad strategy. But like, I just, I just, it rubbed me the wrong way. He's like, I'm gonna go out and win MVP this year and autobot at every single run, and he did. Just annoying. Sorry, give you a Fair. number. What are you asking? Give me a number. Let's make a bet. I like 
go big if you're feeling good about it. I, we can play with a three. We can go three and a half. We can go money line. I'll do whatever you want. Like I, I told you, I'm confident. Uh, let's let's get something on on paper here. Straight up, I, I'm picking Bucks money line. You obviously think that the Packers are going to win by elite by potentially seven. Let's just yep. go straight up bet. What do you want? Okay. Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand. I am in. I will. We write down our account and writing numbers, give us to Jess, <laughs> and he just locks it in and wants the team win so that there's no funny business going on. How about $40? In. Deal. Let's make it happen. Have we taken a second to like look at the word Buccaneers and just like and like as a mascot? <laughs> it's just like such a silly, silly word. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm still called sober right now. I'm just like I'm typing it in on the sheet as, as he made that. I'm like, B-U-C, like Bucca. Near, yeah. it's like just like a strange. Like, what's like the root of that? I don't even know. It's just the one edible math cuts. The edible the just hit and right now. <laughs> what, what are we packing? What about the Packers? What exactly are we packing in Green Bay? Cheese? I, I I don't know actually. That's yeah, a great same. question. That's that's a weird one too. Yeah, I mean I the Browns, Devonte Adams is what they're doing. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen a lot. I don't, I, don't, I, might, I don't disagree. <laughs> I might bet uh, him to have two plus touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I'm Actually, that. I really did consider that Devontae Adams' first touchdown as an official pick. It's just like they scheme him up so much in the red zone. Like, if yeah. they get the ball first, like, it's going to be him scoring the touchdown. The problem is, is the number is always like super inflated. So you might get like plus 350 for first touchdown, which really is not good odds considering yeah. that He's like, either team like, can look- get the ball first and drive down yeah. and score. Yeah. I'll check it right now, but he was like just to score a touchdown. He was like minus minus one eighty two. Yeah, versus gonna... plus five twenty five. That's not horrible. Oh yeah, that's pretty good actually. Yeah, I think I've seen him at, at like plus four hundred, and it's like at that, it's just not quite worth it. But for being minus one eighty two to score a touchdown and getting plus five twenty five to be first, decent value. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I, I suck at player props though, so I'm just gonna bet what you guys <laughs> tell me to bet on that front. I'm so glad I squeezed in that Alan Lazard receipt. I like it literally went in at like the minute the game started and it cashed luckily. Um, last thoughts on the conference championship games, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a good call weekend. anybody out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope for some good games. Yeah. Regardless. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be fun. I should have some good money on it. Like uh, KT's out of town this weekend. I'm just going to be home alone. I'm going to make a good indentation on the couch, drink a lot of beer, eat some Taco Bell and, and watch some football and just probably put a lot of money on it and sweat my ass off. Hell yeah. Beef burrito, the new, the new value menu. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll solid. be getting three, <laughs> three beef burritos and to eat one in the car on the way home. That's the move Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. All right. Enough of beef burritos, enough of Taco Bell, enough of bashing Tom Brady, enough of packing. Let's go on to everyone's favorite segment. And it turns out we have a new part of the segment, but tough questions. We're going to start with a question from Brady who wants us to ask in the vein of the football world, the footy, the soccer world, how would you guys feel about adding relegation to us sports? Not necessarily like restructuring to make it work like how it works in soccer, but how would you guys envision relegation working in terms of competition? Um, would it make it worse? Would it make it better? The incentivized tanking. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, what you what you said last there, de-incentivizing tanking is like the big plus, I think, for me. Um, I just would wonder, um, I know a lot of, from my limited soccer knowledge, um, that a lot of the teams that 
kind of bounce back and forth between like the premier league and the next league, whatever it is. Um, championship. The championship. Thank you. Um, that, that there's just not a lot of competitiveness between those teams as they kind of bounce back and forth. I think um, Leicester city would be the exception in the recent years. Um, I just don't know that it would, it would increase the level of competition. Um, I think it sucks when teams tank um, when, when it's pretty noticeable that they're losing games on purpose. Um, and that would actually, yeah, absolutely incentivize that. But I just don't know if there's enough like talented players out there where we could call somebody up from say the XFL and say, they'd be ready to play against NFL teams. I don't know. Let's take it to the, the resident soccer expert. And right. give us, give us a breakdown of how it works in soccer, how you think it could work in the major sports. What do you think? Right, bruv. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we're talking about uh, football over here. No, that's a terrible accent. Um, no. So yeah, I got into uh, the premier league in, in, in my club Tottenham Hotspur back in 2012 and like, instantly fell in love with the whole promotion relegation system um, because yeah, it, it does in American sports, we have the, the tanking issue for the draft picks and all that kind of stuff. When, when there is no drafting in uh, a sport like, um, you know, club soccer, um, it, it really uh, makes every game count, especially the, the end of the season. Sometimes you might have like a, run, a runaway champion um, and like all eyes just turn to the relegation race and who's trying to stave off relegation specifically in the premier league where the money that they get and the revenue that they get uh, at the premier league level is like, I don't know, probably like a hundred fold compared to the next tier in the championship. So like there's massive money and incentive uh, to stay in the league, um, let alone just the, the notoriety of being a premier league club. Um, so it's, yeah, it's always interesting to see what teams go down that you didn't really expect to go down or a new team come up that like really tore it up in the championship and see how they immediately uh, compete uh, with the, the premier league level. So it's, yeah, it's a really, uh, amazing like aspect of the sport that, that I, that I really love. Um, and even like the, so at the end, um, uh, so the bottom in the premier league, the bottom three teams get relegated down to the second tier, which is the championship um, at the championship level. Uh, the top two teams get promoted automatically. And then the next four, so uh, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth go into a 14 playoff and it's a home and away leg. And then the chant, then the last game is just a single game uh, to win uh, and get into the premier league. So it's like, they call it the most expensive game in, in sports because they have the money incentive for making the premier league. So a lot of these clubs will just like spend a whole bunch of money in the, in the championship or once they get to the premier league, they'll start buying players and investing like, like almost like a hundred million dollars, a hundred million pounds into the mm. club that they didn't have because they're getting this money and they need to stay up to keep making money. Um, and sometimes it pays off. Sometimes they don't. And then they go into like bankruptcy and it can really uh, mess up a club. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think uh, the way American sports, it'd be like near impossible to implement it with the NBA, the NFL, MLB or NHL. You really need like, um, like sport, like different tiers kind of in place as it is. Um, there's no real like, um, like amateur level, like really like, like the XFL maybe. But what I was looking at was, um, and I've thought about this before and actually spent some time today kind of building it out is doing it in college football. And like, because there's been this, uh, movement to like these like super conferences, right. That they've talked about realigning all the time. Um, and there's like the five major conferences. And I think that it'd be like really cool to have like a West super conference, a South, a Southeast, a Midwest and an East and have like, um, so, so actually I looked into it and I'm not sure how much you guys want me to get into it, but, um, there's 130 teams in division one football. Um, and so if you divide it five ways, that's 26 
um, there's 26 teams if you divide it by five. So if you have five leagues, you have a top tier at 13 teams, a bottom tier at 13 teams. So each team sure. will play everyone in their in their um, their division or whatever you want to call it. There's 12 other teams. So you have your 12 games there. Um, and I would say like the bottom three, the person last place gets relegated and the bottom, the next bottom two, 11th and 12th place would have a playoff, just a one game to stay up and the loser goes down. And then in the bottom league, the number one seed seed gets promoted. And then the second and third place have a one game playoff to see who jumps up to like the big division. So I kind of built it out and, but basically it was like the West would be the, the PAC 12 with the mountain West is like the second tier. The South would be the big 12 with like conference USA as the second tier. The, the Southeast would be the SEC with like the Sun Belt. Uh, the Midwest would be the Big Ten and the MAC. And then the East would be the ACC and the American Conference. And then you kind of, I mean, I had some movement of, clu- of clubs, of uh, schools across divisions, but mostly that was kind of how it came out. Um, and I, I kind of typed it up and I can kind of like share it at some point down the road. But um, I think that, like, I've thought about that before. Like, that'd be like a really cool way. And then, like, and so there's five divisions in these leagues the number one team in each one gets an automatic berth to an eight team playoff. And then you have three at large of that top, you know, like, so if it's like Alabama and Georgia or whatever, and Alabama finishes first or whatever, and then Georgia, you know, the, uh-huh. Georgia gets the at large. If one division's like really poopy, then they get like nobody. But I think that'd be kind of like a cool way to make like expand to eight team playoff, have championships of these super conferences, have promotion, have relegation. Um, and, and with college football, or college sports, but specifically college football in this situation, you don't really have to worry about like teams going bankrupt or whatever. Um, and that kind of like that aspect of the promotion relegation is just kind of more of like a, mm-hmm. a pageantry of college sports kind of being on the line. I fucking love that. Like, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, that is, no, that's incredible. I think, I think it's long overdue that there's something like that in place. Um, in college sports specifically where there's like these committees that come together and they're saying, okay, these are the teams that are playing for a championship. Like the teams like Cincinnati this year, they went 13 to zero, and they don't get to play for a, a realistic chance at, at a championship. Like let them move up and be in the, the ACC or the big 12 and, mm-hmm. you know, reward them for their efforts so that they are part of that power five conference. Um, the big boys. And dude, I, you got me, you got me shook over here because I love that so much. Like I want to bust out like <laughs> NCAA 14 and like fuck with the settings and, and like make that a possibility. Like it, that, that sounds amazing. I love it in we, that sense. We need to get you in front of the NCAA board and just like make this happen. I'm going to, I'm going to send this podcast to the NCAA board and just be like, please listen to this and Let's figure it out right out. now. Yeah, we haven't figured out right here. Yes. Yeah, so, so some like just real quick, a couple of like the notable, um, like, like I said, that's basically how I broke down the conferences and like the sub conference is kind of how it turned out. But I moved um, because like the PAC 12 only has 12 teams. So I had to add someone to that and I added in BYU. Um, the big 12 only has 10 teams. Um, so I added uh, Nebraska um, back into the big 12 and then Louisiana raging Cajuns and Houston um, SEC has uh, actually has 14 teams. So to go down to 13, I cut Vanderbilt. Uh, they go down to the, play against yep. uh, Appalachian state and coastal Carolina. And then the Midwest um, let's see, they have 12 teams in the big 10. So I added Notre Dame cause I feel like they're right there in, in Illinois or Indiana. Um, and they should be, you know, right in that little geographical area. And then the ACC um, they also have 14 and I relegated uh, Duke down and I moved Buffalo from the Mac over to the East. Daniel um, so Jones reeling. Teams. And then, and then uh, <laughs> 
Uh, oh, I oh, also I relegated um, uh, Rutgers from the Big Ten, put them down um, in, the, in the lower yeah. division. So, and I th- yeah, I think, I think it'd be so cool because you can have the Cinderella stories of the bottom tiers going up to promote and get promoted. Maybe they get smoked the next year and go back down. But um, it, yeah, you'd really have the bottom teams. I mean, you'd have you know, uh, there's a dumpy team like, like Oregon State and Cal gunning it out. I'm mean, not the Cal. I guess Arizona would probably be the situation this last year, but. I think Oregon State and Arizona playing um, a playoff game and then just to see who gets to stay up in the Pac-12 and who goes down to the, the measly Mountain West the next year and gets to play <laughs> against Wyoming and go to San Jose State and all that kind of stuff. So I think that'd just be a really cool thing to see. I don't, it'll never happen, but, it, you know, it'd be like a dream of mine. So by by your – you said SEC and the Sun Belt are paired up, right? Yeah, I know. That's a tough so, one. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a big jump, but then we would have uh, – is Postal – it's Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt. I yeah. might be fucking that. Yeah, okay. So Coastal going undefeated, they go up to the SEC next year, and then they're playing with like, yeah, okay, they're playing with all them. Okay, they're playing with Alabama and Georgia, but they're also playing with Vanderbilt and Kentucky and Mississippi it's State. Balance teams, yeah, yeah, and these teams that are just like the SEC is just very top a few. heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah just twelve games. Just if you get like three, four wins, and you're probably safe. You just can't go. Yeah, and you then know. you're sending like Mississippi State or South Carolina down to the the Sun Belt, yeah. dude. I love it. Let's make it happen. Talk to some people. Can you imagine all the the schools, the people that just like jerk it to being a part of an SEC school, get relegated to the Sun Belt, and just like watch their whole life crumble <laughs> in front of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's where you're going to run into some some walls there because, yeah, nobody at South Carolina football is going to be like, yeah, we're fine with being relegated to the Sun Belt. Like, no, that's going to cost yeah. them millions and millions. If they're bad, their, their argument's always, well, we're in the SEC. We're in the toughest conference in football. And they just yeah. get relegated. And then they have no fucking argument or yeah. anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think for, in order for this to happen, they'd have to do like, hey, we're going to, and then in three years, we're going to do this. Whoever has the worst record in the next three years, you know, like you have fair warning. You have, you know, if you have like a one-off year or whatever, you can overcome that. Um, and then, but if, if you're the bottom team after three years and then you go down to start this new, this new system, I like I'm it. all in, I'm into it. I'm not going to give any, and you pretty much just, there's nothing to follow up on that. We're going to move on. Cause that's just, that's just poetry. I, I want to see it. I can get, that could be the wrinkle to get me into college football, man. You know, yeah. Yeah, be all about it. just following the teams, getting relegated and, and moved up. Um, so Bray, again, thanks for the question, man. Sis always comes with a question typically, and she wants to know, uh, Jazz, we'll start with you. What do you personally see as the biggest consequence, good or bad, for allowing NCAA students to uh, use their like- likeness or have agents slash get endorsements? Um, I don't think I have. I didn't think of any bad consequences here. I, it, you just have to let these kids. Um, I don't know, make money off their brand. You know, you, these universities make enough money um, on tuition and other things, but you got to let these kids learn about finance, have an agent. Um, have a financial advisor and, and, and let them sell their brand. That's going to be, and if you're a star, that's going to be one of the most important things um, as you grow up and become a superstar. Yeah, I think, Agreed. Um, yeah, kind of piggyback on that. I mean, I think about like Jersey sales, like you know, Florida with Tim, like number 15, you know, gear jerseys selling and T-Bogan, not as penny as San Diego state. We have a whole bunch of number 15 uh, jerseys with no name. Or even, they might even have quite Leonard's name on the back that he doesn't get or didn't, never got a penny of. And that might actually incentivize top athletes to go to like a smaller school, you know, because then you could be the, the big fish in the small pond. 
right. and you can really be that you know have the jersey sales have that kind of notoriety to where like you know some stud goes to Kentucky for basketball and he's one of eight five star recruits you know the chance of him you know trying to make some money for himself or for his family is a little bit slimmer than if he went to uh, you know Vanderbilt or whatever to play or something like that so there, you might actually see that uh, the, the one the one benefit that I saw immediately and this that's all I thought about in this question was I get instable football back and that's the reason why it needs to happen so I can play that <laughs> yeah, game maybe. Best game of all time. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it right there. The the NCAA is the biggest legal criminal organization in the United States right now. They are making billions, billions with a B, billions of dollars off these student athletes who are not getting paid to do anything. They they cannot make any money off of their likeness or anything until they graduate, until they declare for the NFL draft, NBA draft, whatever it is. It's such bullshit there needs it needs to change and i think it will change in the next 10 or so years yeah. uh, but we're just way way behind the times in this there have been so many iconic college athletes johnny manzel uh tim tebow like you said um you know you can pretty much name any duke or north carolina basketball player in the past 15 20 years like these players are bringing in thousands of people each time they play millions of dollars each year they need to be able to get a cut of that. It's it's ridiculous that it's been so long and they're they're not receiving any kind of benefit from it. And what's like, like the help. stat? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was saying, what's like? Isn't there like one point two percent of college athletes that actually play at the next level? Not let alone get drafted or anything. It's just like just yeah. play at the next level. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is it for most of these kids that could actually right have something to gain from this exposure that they're that they're that they're bringing to the to the sport and to the school. Yeah, there are there are hundreds and hundreds and there's thousands of, of college athletes every in, even in the the main sports basketball, football, baseball. If you want to throw that too, like there are thousands of very good players who will never play professionally. Yeah, but they are huge assets for their school while they're there. So why aren't they getting some of the billions of dollars of revenue? It just it doesn't make sense. And by the time they get it figured out. It's going to be too late for so many of these, these men and women, but hopefully they're, they're going to write the ship at some point. You got to, you got to think, yeah. you, you think of it on a personal level. If they aren't going to be, become a big superstar, they can still maybe live on their own, uh, help their family. How many college athletes had to live on campus or, you know, live with multiple family members because their family is struggling. Can you imagine how, how much that could help a family, you know? And, and I, just, I kind of just think of it that way. You, yep. you got to let these kids, you know, you got to let them live their life when they become adults. And how many of these players are leaving school early and foregoing like Dude, getting that a was degree? My next point. Yeah. Yeah. Because they need to pay for their family to have, to, to live comfortably, you know, like it just doesn't, uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. And I think it's I just agree, so man. ridiculous that these young men and women, and especially football because of the, like the amount of in- injury that they're putting um, in like Marcus Lattimore, uh, like half dozen years ago was this star yeah. at South Carolina and he tore his ACL twice and still got drafted, but he, he never ended up playing because his legs were fucked. He's got Logan's legs yeah. on him and he didn't, get, he didn't get any money while he was in college. I mean, I'm sure maybe he's got some sort of insurance policy, but that shouldn't be what players have to resort to just to like make ends meet. 
kids might just stay like kids will stay in school longer if they're making money and they don't think they can really make it in, in the in the big time keep your endorsements keep playing for the college for all four years it's an advantage for the schools and if the schools really don't want them using the school's logo or whatever and endorsements let them at least just use their likeness like don't let them mention unc or duke or whatever but let them be like hey this is tyler hansborough and i am promoting fucking char grill like eat burgers or whatever it is you know but like not mentioning unc but let the kid make some money yeah. you know just like some shit like that it's like ridiculous they can't make any california allows it well, not use their likeness now right they There's, passed it but yeah i think it's gonna take some time for that to go into effect yeah. i'm not sure exactly what level needs of, kind happen, of likeness can man. be used yeah yeah needs to happen so we all agree anybody that uh disagrees with the players should be making money off their college careers are basically mitch mcconnell clones and we don't like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> the turtle man yeah all right, we're moving on to, to my, my one of my new favorite parts of uh, of the podcast here of Tough Questions. Thank you to uh, T, which we're now calling T's Lists. So he sends us over and on his own time does this because I think he enjoys that as well. Is making a list of whatever he feels like making and makes us um, decide how, what we think of each of the things on this list. So this specific one is overrated, underrated, or properly rated, and it's specifically food and restaurants. Okay, so you're basically rapid fire. We each, we're each getting 20. You're telling me if this place is overrated, if it's underrated, or if it's properly rated. You have three choices like here, so try not to get too tied up in the brain, but overrated, underrated, properly rated. Uh, Nate, I have you first on the list here, so I'm going to start with you. Uh, are you ready? I, I believe food, I am. Food and restaurants and beverages. First of all, I just okay. got to say, I, I love the thought of he just like, sitting down and like typing this out on his phone or like writing it on a, a pen and, with a pen and paper. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He just like gets all excited about it. I love it. So we might have to get T be the first guest on the podcast just because he's so dedicated to like assisting us in content. Yeah. The effort is great. Love he's it. Bringing... He's bringing the first listener too. He does it the morning of. Yeah. 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 He's feedback. like, he's like bringing his, his, uh, lunchbox skills over to, to tough league. I love it. He just loves, loves the sound of a man's voice first thing in the morning. Like <laughs> that's, that's accurate. What... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you're ready for this. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Overrated, underrated, properly rated Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, properly rated sushi. Overrated. Chipotle. Overrated. Oh God. Ranch on pizza. It's properly rated. Pop tarts. Overrated. Oh, oh my God. Scrambled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Scrambled eggs are definitely overrated. Thank you. Jamba juice. Overrated. Potatoes al gratin. Uh, properly rated. S'mores flavored items. Overrated. <laughs> Dude, Arby's. Underrated. Thank I you. agree. Adding guac for extra money. <laughs> Underrated. Oh. Onion rings. Properly rated. Five Guys Burgers. Uh, underrated. Oh, let's, oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Underrated. Underrated. <laughs> Underrated. Hot, hot dog on a stick. Oh, I'm not quite sure how that's rated by the greater people, but I'm going to say underrated. That shit's great. Philly cheese steaks. Underrated. Uh, soft pretzels from places like Auntie Anne's and Wetzel's pretzels. Overrated. Ooh. Chicken McNuggets. Chicken McNuggets? Yep. Um, 
They're properly rated. Five Guys Cajun Fries. Underrated. Incredible. Chick-fil-A customer service. Overrated. Avocados. Uh, Underrated. That's it. Pop-Tarts, dude? What? Yeah, Pop-Tarts. Yeah, 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 you're wrong for that. Okay, okay, hear me out. Pop-Tarts are overrated. Pop-Tarts are overrated. Hear me out. Pop tarts, brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts are fucking fantastic. I like a couple other flavors, like the frost. I know people don't like cherry, but I like cherry a little bit, and like (laughs) strawberry's fine. But now they have like fifteen different flavors. Not not even fifteen. They've got like probably four or five dozen different flavors. Yeah. And like, I'm not for it. I, as a grown man, I'm not really down for just like a a cold pop tart. Like I was once in my life. Like I respect (laughs) that there are people who will still do that. Um, but like, I'm just, I'm post, it up. post it up. I'm, yeah. But like on the go, I, I feel like if I was late for school, I would like get a cold pop tart and like go. And now that really doesn't sound appetizing. So, well, you're not going to be late for school. Now you have time to toast it up. That's, that's fair. But give me like a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart. If it was brown sugar cinnamon pop tart, I would say it's probably properly rated or underrated because those are great, but just in general, a little overrated for pop tarts. Now I have a question for you guys. Did you ever unwrap the pop tarts when you went cold and taking a bite from both at, at a time, or do you always go individual tarts? No, I've never done that. I don't think I did. No. Yeah. I guess I, yeah. I guess I'm just the only savage here that would do definitely like trying that. that next time. <laughs> that's like it's like eating the the Kit Kat bar without breaking off a piece. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's. <laughs> That's underrated. Speaking of, that's underrated. <laughs> I also eat like the the string cheese. I just I just bite it down. I don't peel the string cheese. Oh, you're an I just, animal. I just eat All it. right. Like you're a man. Don't tell me how, don't tell me how to eat my food. You're starting to gross me out now. Anyone that you Nate going going back on that you don't feel great about your answer that you can remember. People need to start having Five Guys as a whole being. All right, the moving best. on. The best conversation <laughs> for fast food. That can't there, be. That's not underrated. Like that is. That's properly rated. People no, because, love Five Guys. Okay. Okay. See, that's that's where this one's a little bit difficult for me because I don't know exactly. I don't know what the word on the street is for a lot of these things. <laughs> but I yeah. feel like people say In and Out burgers are like so much better than Five Guys burgers, and I'll say yeah, they are. I, I say I'd rather have an In and Out burger, but I think it is a very close gap, and. Five Guys Cajun fries like skeets all over fucking In and Out fries. So I just I want there to be some respect on Five Guys name. That's all I'm saying. I guarantee I guarantee you, and I feel like I've been around the block. It is properly rated. People love Five Guys. People love okay. to sit on In and Out for Five Guys. Um, I, I think it's baby. properly rated. This is what I'll say. In and Out is a better value burger for sure. Uh, Five Guys is the better taste. Is a better burger, but but for the for the price. In and out is a better burger to dollar ratio than Five Guys, but if you just want overall experience and overall taste, flavor, you go Five Guys. The B to, the B to D is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got you. Oh, Astro, what's up, boy? Tell us how you really feel, Astro. He's like, yeah. just give me the meat. <laughs> yeah, All he's right, like, I don't give a fuck. Done barking. You ready to go, Jez? Oh, maybe not. Here we go. And, All right, we're, we're uh, moving uh, on to you, buddy. You ready let's for go. this? So do we know if T custom tailored these lists per person or is it just, are you just doing chunks no, of 20? He just sent me like one through 60 and I okay. broke them up into 20 and divvied them up. He was so. like, if he was fishing for specific uh, hot takes on. That'd be things. next level if he did that, man. He's really putting the effort in. All right, T. Um, all right. Got your work and cut you, out for you. And you ready? All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it. 
Winkies. Overrated. Wingstop. Overrated. Banana splits. Properly rated. Hummus. Properly rated. Mm. Wiener schnitzel. Overrated. Restaurants where you cook your own food. <laughs> Overrated. Get that shit out of here. Chicken fried steaks. Underrated. Deep dish pizza. Oh, so hot. Uh, properly rated. I hop. Underrated. Raising canes. I'll say properly. I only had it once. I'll say properly rated. Actually, you know what? I'll say overrated. It was. It was just meh. California burritos. Underrated. Panda Express orange chicken. Probably rated because everyone loves it. Shake Shack. Overrated. Jack in the Box tacos. Underrated. Ah, uh, yeah, boy. Tater tots. Underrated. Underrated. Jerky. Properly rated. Fried chicken with waffles. Underrated. Trader Joe's. Properly rated. Pringles. Underrated. Ketchup. What? Overrated. All right. Uh, and I, I agree with most of your answers, man, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of blacked out. My armpits are just super sweaty right now. That was very intense. I'm just like sticking in my seat. But Will yeah. Ferrell old school when he did yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. I, made, I made it through. Dude, that was tough. Talk to, talk to me about IHOP. Underrated? <laughs> <laughs> I have never left IHOP and been like, yeah. That was I need it. to come here yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, was it. there's an IHOP. There's an IHOP probably uh, three minutes from my house, and it has been there since I was born, and I've yeah. never been in that IHOP before. <laughs> see, see, no, see, I've been in that IHOP dozens of times, and yeah, it's, it, it has the the nostalgic chord for me, so that's why I went underrated because uh, I have some good memories at IHOP. In high school, we used to hit it up on the free pancake day, um, or whatever that was. Me and the football players would just hop in and just smash like twenty chicken pancakes and, or whatever it was. But chicken and waffles. I don't think I've heard one person shit on chicken and waffles. Yeah. That's, no, probably, it's like, that's probably yeah. right. Yeah. And, 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 and Nate, Nate will tell you, I mean, yeah, he was in Long Beach, Roscoe's, chicken and waffles. I, every time I went up to Long Beach, we always oh, made Roscoe's. it a thing to get to Roscoe's and get some chicken and waffles. Uh, so, it, oh, my God. So good. So good. Very good, yeah. I think they're well, like, uh, like, for some reason, my head properly rated, like, makes it sound average. But, like, for chicken and waffles, it's bomb as fuck. It's just properly yeah. rated because it's so good and right. no one disagrees. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's how I'm thinking it as. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, does, yeah, does, does it stand up to the hype that is yeah. around it? Yeah, yeah, and it do. I had a I had Panda Express last night actually, and as we were Ooh. driving away, I was like, I was talking to my wife, and I said, you know, Panda Express just always so solid. Like I I <laughs> I know people don't like it, but I just always think it's pretty solid. So we get home, we're eating it. They forgot the soy sauce for the wife. They forgot the fortune cookies. And oh, it was like, on. yeah. And it was like barely any, any orange chicken, like on my, my, my panda bowl. And I was like, okay, uh, I, I said something nice and this is how you repay me. So a nope. little salty with Panda Express right now, but in general, big fan. I'll say one more thing about this list. Jack in the box tacos. If only people that shit on Jack in the box tacos have never had Jack in the box tacos. <laughs> is all I got to say. They I are feel like hash money. They're two for a dollar. Are you kidding me? I feel like they're the saltiest things I've ever eaten. Oh, yeah. But like, <laughs> they're good. They're fine. Like, I, I, I have no problem with them. I, I don't know that I would say they're underrated. underrated but... Oh, yeah, they are. 
more people need to have them. They're so good. There's no, I didn't realize there's no Jack in the box on the East coast either. At least I haven't seen one yet, but, really? and also college oh, juniors are called Hardies, which is yeah. stupid. So that's weird. All right, Jazzy, ready? Astro done barking? Yeah, he was just, he was agreeing with me about Nate's five guys' opinion. So, so. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I have a very strong food opinion. So, you guys, let's, let's get it. I was just looking, combing through your list before uh, you came on, and yours actually is going to, should be pretty good. So, you ready? Yes. Uh, Mexican pizza, RIP. Underrated. Domino's. Overrated. Oh, McDonald's fries. Properly rated. Baja Blast. Properly rated. Yoshinoya Beef Bowl. I'm sorry? Yoshinoya Beef Bowl. I think it's an LA place, honestly. Uh, no rating. Cornbread. Properly rated. McDonald's value menu. Underrated. Ooh. Olive Garden. Overrated. Garlic Knots. Properly rated. Whole Foods, the store. Properly rated. Root beer floats. Overrated. Oh, oh get oh, out of here. Okay. I do not Popeyes. like Popeyes. Properly rated. Jersey Mike's. Overrated. In and out fries. Underrated. Oh, yeah, oh, boy. That's a bad take. Big Max. Big Max. <laughs> Properly rated. Tableside guacamole. <laughs> 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 Thanksgiving dinners, bird carcasses. <laughs> Overrated. Uh, Lay's barbecue chips. Properly rated. Pika masala. Underrated. Oh, yeah. Uh, McDonald's breakfast pizza. menu. Properly rated. All right, that's it. Mm. Hey, whole side guacamole, man. I can't keep it together. He's finding a way to get like avocados and guacamole. Some like, it has like eight different versions of it in this list. I appreciate that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that is overrated though because I'm just an awkward person and I don't want to sit there and watch you make my guacamole. I like I, I, trust I trust you, you. to do the job behind the scenes. Yeah, let yeah. me have a little bit of the magic and just yeah. bring it to me it. when it's ready. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they're not doing like a, like a cherries flambe with the damn avocado. You're not doing anything like it's really flat. You're just you're just making avocado. You're just what was, shit what was the burrito bowl? What was the burrito bowl? Yoshinoya Yoshinoya. Beef bowl. What the fuck is that? It's yeah, it's L.A. It's it's like Panda Express. Oh, overrated then. Easy. Yeah. The, the fact that you're saying In-N-Out fries are underrated is is just blast. Oh, come on, I, I love so In-N-Out, but those fries are just they're forgetful. They're fine. They're fine. Come on, dude. It's like it's like eating cardboard. There's Listen, people people it. want a reason to shit on In and Out, and they like the burgers, so they have to shit on the fries. Ooh, they're terrible. Like no, they're not. <laughs> oh, they're not bad. God, I like I like In and Out's fries. They're not the greatest. I agree that Five Guys fries is better, but they're underrated in the fact that they're they're not trash. That's just a bad uh, take. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, did you say uh, did you say overrated for Domino's? By the way. Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Domino's is Domino's is underrated, bro. Yeah. Domino's yeah. is the best of like the quick fast food pizza places. That's they, they bad re- pizza. They rebranded themselves, Jesse. Yeah. They <laughs> they went through it and That's they they pizza. listened to their customers and they yeah. made their pizza better and it's better now. My wife so, would have your head, Jesse, because she loves oh herself some God. Domino's cheese pizza. We do too. We've gotten so many free pizzas because we ordered Domino's pizza so much, and they have like a rewards program where you get oh, yeah. one free yeah. pizza every Twice ten. And we've hit that so many times. I'm surprised Garlic you don't have butter crust. Yeah, the, hey, the crust is incredible. Delivery, bro, and they they even have literal like these little like 
cardboard box stands that they put the pizza pizzas on top of. Yeah, pizza pe- for, for for contactless <laughs> delivery. Like they're killing it, and they have the garlic butter crust. They have the bombest garlic knots, dude, and their ranch is really good. I'd like to oh say anything crust filled overrated as fuck. That's not yeah, that's, fine. That. That's, yeah, fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, no, that that's okay. But there is nothing like having eight beers and then some Domino's pizza. Like that Hell is yeah, incredible. that's happened uh, at least half a million times in my house with Nate. Yeah. No good leftover. I'd rather just go Little Caesars or or Roundtable. Oh, oh. oh come on! Oh, what? Well, I don't, well, get, the, like I don't get the luxury of Roundtable. That's a huge jump. That's a yeah. huge jump. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have a two dollar pizza or a forty dollar pizza. I don't want <laughs> fucking Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> Oh, you can but get you want little Caesars on DoorDash, bro. <laughs> I, I feel so. I feel like I could argue about food with Jesse for all day because we just have opposite taste buds. Root beer floats. Oh, yeah. I don't like root beer. I should. Root beer I, floats I like is so life. good. I don't like. Do you, Coke, do you like Coke floats? Coke floats. Oh yeah, yeah. Coke float fire. All right. All right. No, so it's not just root beer. It wasn't it's the ice cream. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. As long as you're not upset with the format, I can. That's that's fine. Well, you put ketchup on your steak, so be quiet. No. That's, that's Patrick Mahomes, Logan's favorite guy. Of Logan's this favorite pod. receiver. That I can't stop thinking about. My favorite receiver, my favorite uh, Packers quarterback. I can't stop thinking about him. <laughs> All right, Logan, I've got one ready for you. Are you ready for it? I am. Okay. Krispy Kreme. Properly rated. Clam chowder. Properly rated. Oh, shit. Stuffed crust pizza. Un- overrated, fatty, overrated. Uh, rainbow sherbet ice cream, overrated. White Castle, underrated. Chick fil A nuggets, properly rated. Wendy's, overrated. Oh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Popcorn. Oh, oh man, I it's I love popcorn so much. It's underrated because I I just love the shit. <laughs> Um, the habit burger overrated, fatty, overrated. I agree, thank you. Trail mix that has MMs. I don't know why you need to put that. <laughs> hey, underrated, baby. Love some trail mix with MMs and raisins. Come on, I do too. I do too. Uh, cheese only pizza. What was it? Cheese pizza, just plain cheese pizza. Plain cheese pizza, overrated. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Taco Bell Chalupa. Oh, underrated, baby. So good. <laughs> Can you order a chalupa somewhere else? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, animal style. Uh, properly rated. It's cash. Okay. Fortune cookies. Overrated. Yep. McDonald's filet of fish. <laughs> yes. I'm overrated, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's on many people's lists. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I honestly think it's kind of underrated. Sriracha. It's properly rated, just so money. KFC. It's honestly underrated. Carl's Jr.'s Western Bacon Cheeseburger. I know Jez and Gene love it, but it's overrated as fuck. Oh, <laughs> fuck Damn. off, dude, bro. Damn. Get out. All right, and then the final one is biscuits and gravy. Underrated. Let's go. Yeah. Great. That's properly Great. rated. Who doesn't like biscuits and gravy? Yeah, That's no. a good point. My wife made it on Saturday, and it was fucking phenomenal. You like KFC so good. I think KFC's good. It's legit, like, I don't, I don't eat it very often, but like, 
we had that one near the high school growing up and I used to get like their mashed potatoes and gravy all the time. Their chicken's crispy as fuck and they do wild ass shit. And I appreciate that. Dude, yeah. the, the bowl, whatever that was, the yeah. chicken bowl. Oh, with the corn the, and the, 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 the double stacker, the double stacker chicken heart attack. Mm-hmm. Double down. The, the, double down. Chick, the double down. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, was what, so what was good. the? Oh, there was something that in Logue's list that uh, I had, I had an issue with. It's kind of middle, yeah. Wendy's. Cheese pizza. Oh, oh yeah, Wendy's. Cheese, yeah, cheese pizza. Yeah, both of those. But actually, both of those. I agreed with cheese. like ninety percent of that list. It's like yeah, shared blood or something. What is it about Wendy's? Like, I think Wendy's is just like nothing excites me about Wendy's. Frosties well, are great. Their the, the spicy the nuggets are super good. Yeah, yeah. In college, yeah, we had a Wendy's down the street from us, and the the value they, their value menu was off the charts. They had yeah. So many things, good things for like a dollar. You can eat like a king for like six dollars. And then cheese pizza, a proper cheese pizza done right, is just you're marking quality. up the wrong crowd with us, man. But yeah, a Domino's, a Domino's, <laughs> for example, pizza. Domino's. Come on. God, yeah, man. I just so good. It's fine. Like I have no issue if you guys feel one way about it. It just, I just don't. It doesn't get me excited. If someone's like, "We're getting pizza tonight, and it's all cheese," I'm like. All right, right. fine. Like, I'll eat it. And the Western bacon cheeseburger is one of the top five burgers out oh, there. Dude. Come on. I just, I'm not a Carl Jr. guy. Gene and, and most love it, but like, I, I just never was Carl Jr. guy ever. That's tough. Look, That's tough to hear. Carl Jr. like right under McDonald's for burgers. Under McDonald's? Guess, yeah, for sure. Oh, I, love, I love Big yes. Macs, dude. Oh, and Big Mac Mac I can't with you right now, Jess. Am I wild first... for saying that I like the charbroiled taste of a Burger King burger? Yeah, I know. Uh, I like Burger King. <laughs> burger, burger King gives me bad action on the back door. Like, I just can't. I haven't eaten Burger King in years. Yeah, me either. Um, well, well, give me that first couple. There was one that, like, we kind of shit on, but I think Gene actually. Oh, Gene loves a filet of fish. <laughs> dude, 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 actually yeah. likes it. dude I, there was a phase i went through uh after college when i was eating filet of fishes every once in a while and they're solid i'm not i'm not, I'm not even like fish like i like fish and chips i like white fish and like fried fish obviously but um dude that solid real solid it just grosses me out to think about michael scott loves them <laughs> loves, <laughs> loves the filet of fish but no not for me all right boys well we argued fast food. We argued in and out. We argued five guys. We restructured the NCAA football scene. We did a podcast. And I think that's it for everybody this week. Thank you all for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bringing in questions. As always, stay tough.